This episode was sponsored by Critical Dice and the Endless Bag of Dice. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. Um, and conversely, there's the Gloomstalker, which is... Yes, I think this is the one I know a little bit, I've heard of a little bit more. This one is a, this one and Swarmkeeper are a favorite uh, among a lot of people um, because this is like being you know, in the dark places of the world, the underdark, primeval forests, all that kind of stuff, the, the kind of dark side of nature. Uh, you get more uh, spells opened up to you. Uh, you become a dread ambusher. You give yourself a bonus to your initiative equal to your wisdom modifier. So you're always gonna, you more likely go first. And on the first turn of each combat, uh, your walking speed increases by 10. Uh, if you take the attack action on that turn, you can make an additional weapon attack. And it also does an extra D8 of damage when you hit with it. So it's not the first round of combat. That's the first of a f- complete round. At the first, uh, on the start of your first turn of each combat. So it's a top of the whole battle thing, but never oh, okay. again. Okay, so it is. So when you right. start it. So the idea here is that you strike quick, unseen, and hard. And that first round is the only round. Okay. Especially if you're acting by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um you get uh, dark vision enhanced if you don't already have it, uh, if you already have it. And also you become invisible to creatures who rely on dark vision to see in dark, in the dark. They just can't see you. You don't give off any like, you know, uh, heat signature or whatever, which is kind of fun. Um, and uh, you can also uh, later on, uh, when you once per turn, if you miss with a weapon attack, you can just make another one to make up for it as part of the same action. Oh, like think about, think, think about Robin Hood where like uh, the, the cartoon one where he's trying to make the uh, that shot and they like a whoop on his legs and he like shoots it into the air. So he grabs another arrow, shoots the first arrow to recorrect its path and it hits a bullseye. So if you miss with the first one, you can just make another one instead. So that's what that does, which is kind of neat. Um, and uh, and then also you can get something called shadowy dodge, which lets you basically impose disadvantage on people attacking you um, and uh, stay alive a little longer. So it almost feels like the, I mean, this is getting confusing, but the rogue, if, if, if you wanted to be a rogue, but didn't want to full commit, you could be a gloom stalker ranger. Yes. And get similar vibes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like this is a very... Uh, uh, Batman kind of mm. subclass, you know, because uh, you have disguise, self, fear, greater invisibility, seeming, all these are spell options for you. Um, then Horizon Walker, um, which is kind of neat because it's uh, much like the Feywild one. This one's uh, keyed off of just different planes, like the elemental plane of fire or whatever else, not just the Feywilds. And so it's a little underwhelming in some ways, but for a very specific kind of campaign, like with Rangers in general, it's very, very good. They get expanded spells. They can detect magical portals to other planes within a mile of them, right? So like if you ever watch the TV show Sliders, they just know where the next portal is. Um, And again, 
it's one of those things. Talk to your DM first, because if that's the way you're going and you aren't playing a game that does that, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Like you'll never get to use it, which is, you know, not a lot of fun. Uh, but they also get Planar Warrior, which basically has a bonus action. You can mark a creature uh, that you can see. And the next time you hit it um, all, uh, on that turn with the attack, uh, all the damage of the attack becomes force damage, no matter what it was before. And the creature also takes an extra 1d8 of force damage from the attack. When you get to 11th level, it increases to do 2d8. So that, can that get compounded with Hunter's Mark? Um, yes, it can, because it's not concentration. It just takes a bonus action. And it just says the next time you hit a creature on this turn. So yes, yeah, so if you had done Hunter's Mark the round before, and then on this turn, you chose to do a uh, planar warrior. It would be uh, weapon damage plus 1d8 plus 1d6, all force damage. All and force. there are exactly three monsters in the whole, whole of D&D 5e that are immune to force damage. Right. And that was more where my thought was, is you get a double down on doing force damage instead of like piercing which yes. oh, there's a lot of things out there that are immune or resistant to BPS. So yes, exactly. So that's kind of nice. Um, and later on, you can, as a bonus action, cast ethereal etherealness spell uh, without a spell slot, um, but only lasts for a turn. Um, you can basically teleport around when you take the attack action because you're like popping between dimensions. And then you also... Um, Later on, if you get hit by an attack, you can use your reaction to give yourself resistance to all the uh, damage from that attack, which is kind of cool. So, because you're like making yourself out of phase with the plane you're on. So, that's kind of neat. Mm -hmm. um, then we have two left, and that's it. I promise no more, you know, no surprise uh, Sword Coast Adventures guide this episode. Sorry, everybody. If you're playing the Sword Coast Adventures guide uh, drinking game, um, you're probably okay. Uh, Monster Slayer, which is the thing I just made up. Um, the Monster Slayer uh, subclass is kind of cool. Again, expanded spell list. Um, you can discern how best to uh, magically discern how best to hurt a creature. As an action, uh, you can learn whether a creature has immunities, resistances, or vulnerabilities and what they are. Um, within limits but it's not like you choose one you know all of that stuff um and you can use it again equal to your wisdom modifier uh roof charges on a long rest uh you get another way of doing extra damage as a bonus action you can choose a creature um and uh when you the first time each turn so just once a turn that you hit it uh with a weapon attack it takes an extra d6 of damage that's non-concentration and it stacks with Hunter's Mark, which is great. And um, the benefit lasts until you finish a short or long rest. So oh, wow. it could last all day if you wanted. No concentration. Freeze Ray, tell your friends. Um, at seventh level, uh, you get uh, resistance against things that attack you um, and you're easier to get out of grapples. Um, at level 11, uh, you can, uh, whenever you see a creature um, casting a spell or teleporting, you can use a reaction to foil it. Like where you think you're going, get over here. Uh, they, they have to make a wisdom saving throw against your spell DC or the spell or teleport fails. Oh, wow. 
which is awesome. Can you imagine doing that against like a lich or demon or whatever? Where it's just like, no, no, that's not going to fly, son. Um, but you only use it once per short rest or long rest, but it's like your own personal little, you know, counter spell that mm-hmm. can't be countered because it's not a spell, which gives you something to think about. <laughs> Um, it certainly gave me something to think about just then. Um, I hallucinated wildly for a moment. Um, and then, uh, at 15th level, uh, Slayer's counter, you can, um, the target of your Slayer's prey forces you to make a saving throw. You can use your reaction to make one weapon attack against the quarry. Uh, so basically if they're making you do saving throws because of like dragon's breath or a spell, you can just use your reaction and whap them, uh, which is kind of fun. Um, and then the last one, Swarm Keeper, which is right up there with Gloomstalker, I think, with people's favorites. Uh, expanded uh, spell list. Again, you learn the Mage Hand because you have a swarm of tiny creatures that are just like your constant companions. Like, think of the bad guy in Big Hero 6, mm-hmm. but l- less of those. Right. That's kind of the vibe. And so you learn Mage Hand as a cantrip because it's just your swarm doing Mage Hand things. So this is not at all the same thing, but it reminds me of the fish in Finding Nemo, the school of fish that can like yes, make shapes absolutely. and do imitations. That's kind of what you got going on. You got a whole bunch of independent little creatures, but you are able to get them to choreograph well together and perform or look like or do a certain thing. <laughs> right. And I was going to make a dragonborn one of these and have the swarm be uh, dragonflies. <laughs> You'd be so illuminated. <laughs> yeah. It'd be awesome. Just resplendent and gem I feel like glory. as your DM, you'd have to be like, I, I should get like 10 foot or 20 foot radius of dim light around me at all times, no matter what, because I'm surrounded by this like swarm of, of dragonflies. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking fireflies. Wrong thing. It is. But you know what? Maybe in this world, they're both. And I like it. Um, Big glow. <laughs> I did it. The glow. Imagine. But also fireflies would be really awesome too. That'd be great. Okay. So, and then also whenever you- Against vampires. <sighs> You'd have to figure out what kind of light they'd actually give up. Anyways, sorry, moving on. If you on. could cast the daylight spell, just flavor it that they all just get together in a big beam and yeah, just like they Care just Bear stare. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we can Horror. tell we're getting to the end of the podcast because we're getting this is where all the good ideas come from. All right, so basically on each of your turns as a Swarm Keeper, uh, after you hit a creature with an attack, um, you can do one of three things with a Swarm. The target takes an extra 1d6 piercing from the Swarm. Um, you can be moved five feet horizontally in a direction of your choice. Like they can move you out of the way, uh, which I don't think would trigger an opportunity attack because mm-hmm. it's it not, does not it's because you're not intentionally doing it. I've, yeah, I've the, looked into the, this. This the has the come up in my does, game yeah. more than once. Okay. Um, or the attack's target has to succeed on a strength saving throw against your spell DC or be moved by the swarm 15 feet horizontally in a direction of your choice. So you Why can they only move back. you five feet? Uh, mm-hmm. cause they're gentle with you. They're oh, not okay. gentle with them. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, the swarms are really, really cool because, um, at seventh level, uh, writhing tide, which is gross. Um, you can basically as a bonus action, gain a flying speed of 10 feet and hover for a minute, uh, unless you're uh, incapacitated. So the, so basically, uh, they basically they're the wind beneath your wings and they can lift you up. Yeah. Um, this is and really fascinating. It is, isn't it? It's just bugs all the way down. Um, and uh, Mighty Swarm, um, which is great. Basically, those three things you could do every time you hit a creature, it bumps up. So the, the damage is an extra D8. Um, if they fail their save, they could be uh, 
pushback and knocked prone. And if you choose to have them move you, it also gives you half cover until the start of your next turn because they're swarming in your way because your swarm is getting bigger. They're growing exponentially like the nanites. Um, and swarming dispersal, you can uh, discorporate, which is a great word, uh, into your swarm, avoiding danger, like a vampire turning into mist or bats. When you take damage, you can use a reaction to give yourself resistance to that damage. You vanish into your swarm and then teleport to an unoccupied space. You can see within 30 feet of you where you reappear with a swarm and convince everyone that you're a vampire. They're kind of like a smoke screen. Yeah, pretty much, which is just kind of wild. Uh, so yeah, that's the swarm keeper. Those are all the official subclasses for the ranger. And a lot of them are really, really great. And uh, I think that with a little bit of uh, pre-conversation with your DM about what kind of story you're trying to tell with your ranger, which is very narrative driven and the enhancements from uh, Tasha's, I think ranger is an excellent class and is quickly becoming one of my favorites. If you don't have enough dice to make it through your game after every single set gets put in dice jail, make sure you check out the critical dice and their endless bag of dice. You can get a new set of dice delivered to your doorstep every single month for as low as seven bucks a month. Compendium listeners can actually also get a special offer by using the code Compendium, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, for 50% off of your first month of dice. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and use that code at checkout. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The Compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice, so make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time.